Our scripture for this morning comes from the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verses 3 through 14. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version, Ephesians, chapter 1, verses 3 through 14. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, just as he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before him in love. He destined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, that he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and insight, he has made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, that he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to gather up all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In Christ we have also obtained an inheritance, having been destined according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to his counsel and will, so that we, who were the first to set our hope on Christ, might live for the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you had heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and have believed in him, were marked with a seal of the promised Holy Spirit. This is the pledge of our inheritance towards redemption as God's own people to the praise of his glory. Word of God for us this morning. Believe it or not, in the original, that is all one sentence. All one sentence. The English translators realized there's no way anybody could read that and keep going and understand what was going on, and they divided it up. But in the original text, it's actually all one thought, one comprehensive, overarching thought. The author of Ephesians is writing to a Gentile church, and he wants to express his gratitude to God for having chosen them. Because you know what? It feels good to be chosen, doesn't it? You know, when you were in, in high school and they picked teams and they picked that last kid that was on waiting to be picked and they acted like they just won the lottery even though they were the last one picked just because they got picked and got on a team and they were the happiest person in the whole place, that kind of feeling that's what we're talking about. It feels good to know that somebody noticed you and picked you. God's election is the topic of our scripture today. The fact that he has chosen us, the fact that he has made us his children, the fact that it was his will to make us part of the family. The author of Ephesians is feeling just blessed to know that he is a child of God. And he wants the people in the Ephesian church to also understand this, that every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places has been given to us because we were chosen. It has been granted us in Jesus Christ because God chose to do it. This, of course, means that God could have chosen not to. God is sovereign. He could have done whatever he wanted, and he chose 
to adopt us. But he chose us with a purpose. He says, we have been chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world so that we could be holy and blameless before him in love. And when you realize that that's what you've been chosen for, that becomes kind of a tall order, doesn't it? I have chosen you, but I want you to be blameless in love. And the key here is that we have been chosen for these things, but we have been chosen in Christ. We have been chosen through Christ. And it is because Christ is involved that we are able to even aspire to be made holy and blameless in love. If it wasn't for Jesus, we wouldn't be able to do it. It is through his grace that we have been adopted as God's children and be made welcome into the family of God. And it has pleased God to invite us into the family. You know, it blows my mind that before the foundation of the world, God had already purposed to adopt us into the family. Can you think that far before? I mean, it just think about that. That before the world was even made, God knew that we would need saving. He knew that we would need Jesus. And he knew that it would require a great price in order to redeem each and every one of us from our sins. And yet, God chose to still create us, still make us, and still be in relationship with us. The letter of the Ephesians just praises God not for what God is going to do, but for what God has already done in Jesus Christ. It is a recognition that it's not that, please God, adopt me into the family. It is, thank you, God, because you have adopted me into the family and made a way for all of us to be adopted into your family through Jesus Christ. The other thing that jumps out at us from this scripture is that the author is not just talking about himself. He's not just saying, thank you, God, for adopting me. He's saying, thank you, God, for adopting us. You see, when it talks about us being destined for adoption, he's talking about the fact that God has destined people to be part of his family, peoples, groups of peoples. And he explains that it was first the Jews and now the Gentiles because the church he's writing to in the Ephesians is a Gentile church. These were the people that were used to not getting picked. These were the people that if they got picked, they looked behind they were pointing at somebody else these are the people that were used to the Jews rejecting them and keeping them at the margins all the time because they were not God's people and he's trying to tell them you have been chosen by God through grace in Jesus Christ and now you are part of the family just as much a part as the Jew the author goes on to just praise God for the blessing that we have received in Christ as adopted children of God. And the fact that we are such a diverse group. You know, think about this. Here is a Jewish Christian thanking God that the Gentiles are part of the family. That should blow our minds, right? Thanking God that they have been included as part of the family. And then the author goes on to explain all the blessings that we have received through Christ in this adoption. You know, what do we get? 
when we are adopted into the family of God. He says the first thing you get is redemption through the blood of Jesus. To be redeemed, if you look it up in the dictionary, it says to gain or regain possession of something in exchange for payment. So you might have owned it before, but now you don't, or you don't have access to it, and you have to make payment in order to get it back. And let me put it in terms we all understand. Your car gets towed. What happens? The car that is yours is no longer in your possession to use, is it? It is now in the impound lot, and you don't get it back until you what? Pay the fine. You got to pay the fine. And now they go crazy. They put the boot on your car so you can actually look at your car, see it where it was, and not move it. Right? And you don't get that boot off until what? You pay the fine. You have to redeem your vehicle by paying for your infraction, for the mistake that you have done in parking in that handicapped spot or parking where you weren't supposed to. And so we don't get it back. We don't get redeemed until we pay the fine. And what the scripture was telling us here is that basically we are like that car. We were booted by sin. We were put in the impound lot by our transgressions and it took Jesus Christ coming and paying the full fine for all of our mistakes in order for us to be freed from that through God's grace and become part of the family of God. We were God's and sin had us captive and now through grace in Jesus Christ we have been forgiven of our sins. Not because we deserve it, not because we're so good, but because God has freely given us grace in his son, Jesus Christ, to be forgiven. Because God knew that the only way for us to be in proper relationship with him was to be washed of our sin because he is a holy and perfect God. You know, I use the illustration of the books that are overdue because I realized that I still had a blockbuster movie at home. For those that are too young to understand that analogy, Blockbuster's been out of business for years. <laughs> and one of the hard things about Blockbuster is that if you rented a movie and you forgot to return it, they charged you by the day. Within a week or two, you owned the movie pretty much because you had to pay so many fines. And you know, when it comes to our sin, it almost feels like our debt accumulates on a daily basis. Like daily, we have things that we shouldn't have done that we did, things that we shouldn't have said that we said, and it is good to know that we have a Jesus who forgives those things and makes us right with God so we can come before the throne of righteousness dressed in his white robes and not through our own righteousness. Our adoption comes with the forgiveness of sins. And I want you to hear this because we don't hear it enough. You are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. How many times do we need to hear that? We are forgiven. We are redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. No other one could have paid the price for our sin. And sometimes we walk around like we are still in debt because of sin when the reality is that Jesus paid it all on that cross. There's nothing left to be paid.
it is paid in full. Our adoption makes us children of God and allows us to be in proper relationship with our Heavenly Father. But it also comes with change. You know what happens when a, a kid gets adopted into a family? Everything about their life changes. The place they live, the routine of their day, even what they eat and what they wear changes. You know, you, you adopt a kid, you buy them new clothes. You, you give them a new bed. You give them a new place. You establish a new routine. You get them opportunities for education. You do all of these things to help them to improve and to become better. And in our scripture, when it says that we are adopted into the family of God, it comes with privileges. It says that when we come into the family of God, we go from being translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. That we go from being nothing to being salt of the earth that we become light in every dark spot that we're in that we become ambassadors for Christ all of these scriptures remind us that there is a change in identity that happens in us when we come to be a part of the family of God to be truly a child of God is to have your whole life transformed the author of Vision acknowledges that God's will is a mystery. What he's trying to say is, I don't even know why God picked me. You ever asked him that? Why did you pick me? Out of all the people you could have picked, why did you pick me? Why did you choose me? Why are you here right now? Because God chose you. Have you asked why? He says, it's a mystery. I just don't know why he picked me. But what I do know is that he did pick me because of the good pleasure of his grace, because he has a plan and a purpose for my life, and because his grace in Jesus Christ is more abundant than my sin. It is God's plan to gather all things unto himself, and it begins with gathering up the children of God. It begins by calling us into the family, but it doesn't end there. It's a means to an end. God is trying to bring everything onto himself. And you know, when God redeems us, he's not just redeeming us. He is sharing a plan to redeem all of creation through his son, Jesus Christ. The scripture says that in the end time, everything will be renewed. Even the earth will be redeemed, says the scripture. It is God's plan to do this. It is God's plan from the beginning of time to gather unto himself. Ephesians goes on to explain that our adoption as God's children has not only been part of the plan all along, but that it comes with a great inheritance. And that's the other thing that happens when you get adopted. Whatever was the father's is now going to be the son's. And that son or daughter that has been adopted into the family becomes an heir to everything the father has. And you, if you've ever seen an adoption, uh, the other thing that they do is they change the last name so many times. They go in there and they change the last name. And if you were, if you were Joe, Joe Smith, now you might be Joe Williams. Or you might be Joe Clark. You take on the name of the father 
And so what, what the scripture is trying to explain to us in Ephesians is that when we come to become a part of the family of God, God doesn't just change our last name. He gives us a new name, a name by which he calls us as his children. And this new name is assigned to everyone that we are a part of the family. But it also comes with an inheritance. And so now we don't just have a new name. We are heirs to the riches of glory that have been prepared for us in Jesus Christ. And you know, it's great to have an inheritance coming to you. But you know, nobody wants to wait to get it. Everybody wants it now, right? You want to enjoy the inheritance now. You want to be able to receive it. And so the scripture says that God has given us the Holy Spirit as a down payment on that inheritance, as a seal of the promise that he has made to us. And as the song said, it reminds us whose we are. It reminds us that we are part of the family. It reminds us that we are not in debt to sin, but we are alive in Christ. It reminds us that we are walking around as those who have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is there so that you never forget the truth that God gave his son on the cross for you and that you don't have to live as one who is in debt to sin. The recipients of this letter had heard the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. They had believed in him and they were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit that let them know that they had an inheritance coming. We should be praising God for this. This should be a cause for celebration every single day of our lives that we have been made part of the family and that we have this inheritance. We are heirs of salvation, bearers of God's grace to God's own people. We are already enjoying our inheritance because we walk with the Spirit and by faith every day. Praise be to God for redeeming us, for adopting us, for choosing us, for lavishing us with grace and forgiveness every day. Unfortunately, there are a lot of people that don't know that adoption is an option. There's still a lot of people out there that think that they have to make it on their own. People that don't understand that there is grace and there is mercy and there is forgiveness. People that need to know that they can be adopted into the family of God through faith in Jesus Christ. The author of Ephesians wanted this church and wanted us to understand that it is our job to go out there and find those people. That it is our job to tell them about the incredible grace of Jesus Christ that welcomes all into the family of God. And that it is up to us to invite them to be a part of this great family. Because after all, we have been forgiven. We are the recipients of grace. And we should share it with others. May God help us to continue to praise him for his incredible grace. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for welcoming us into the family. We thank you for adopting us. We thank you for giving us a new name. Help us, Lord, to just celebrate that we are part of the family by honoring you as our Heavenly Father, by honoring you through the way we live, the way we talk, the way we are being made perfect in love every single day. 
Help us, O Lord, not to live as those who are in debt to sin, but as those who are alive in Christ. We pray this in the name of Jesus, who lived and died for our sins. Amen. The altar is always open if you need to be reminded of God's great love as he has adopted and chosen you for the family.